0: going on. Do the yeah, shoulder, shoulder rolls. Roll, get stretching. ready for – I know. I was realizing last time we recorded too that I was hunched over like this the whole time. So I'm going to try really hard to like keep a straight back and have good posture. I wish you luck on this because endeavor. Because we're on video.
1: We're on video. And last week I feel like it was the first date where I tried. I put a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, we're married for 20 years, a little bit <laughs> inmate cheek. You know, my gray sweatpants, just a white tee, flannel. I feel like you're just seeing me raw. We we really escalated this yeah. relationship. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. You texted me and you're like, What are you wearing? And I was like, I don't know what I would like wear to take the trash out at six AM, <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. We're making
1: real but big fashion
0: statements over here on uh, two Girls My guy. It's fine. I attempted to like curl my bangs, but they're like Ooh. curling inward and so they I look like a little mushroom. So now I have to put them on the <laughs> side anyway. So pointless. The one, the one piece of effort I tried. I did mascara and a, and a bang curl and a bang curl. And it looks stupid. So it doesn't look stupid. Anyway, this is two girls, one ghost, two girls, one ghost. And we are your
1: ghostesses. That is Corinne and I'm Sabrina. And, and that was Leia. (laughs) That was Leia. She's probably going to make her appearance here. I added a tree behind me. Well, not a tree. It's a fig leaf plant because. I wanted some greenery. Is that a real
0: fiddle leaf fig? Mm-hmm. Isn't she pretty? Sabrina, I'm impressed.
1: Thank you. It looks so good. How did you get yours to stay alive? Um, I give it a lot of praise. Plants are the new children is what I've learned. No. Yes. Pets are the new children. Plants are the new pets. Pets. Yes. Yes, exactly. But if you Do see, you talk nice to it? I talk lovely to it. There's some li- little leaves where. You can see Leia nibble bites in it?
0: <laughs> yeah, you're so is chatty. Is it? Sit- I'm very confused about, like, spatially where you are. Is it in a pot mm-hmm. that is up on a stool? It, okay. It's a very tall. I was like, I don't know how you're sitting lower than the Oh, it's
1: pot. very tall. Well, because that's the issue with having Leia is she eats all of our plants. So in mm-hmm. order to have plants safely in our home, they have to be in very tall raised situations. So this is a, yeah. a pot that I found at the L.A. flower market.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. it looks great. Thank you. My fiddle leaf fig tree lasted about two months. And this is gross, but I think I, – you know what? I don't know what happened. <laughs> but when I moved to Boston, I bought a fiddle leaf fig tree uh-huh. like, the Home Depot or whatever. They had them. And it was, like, right when they were all becoming really popular and it was in, like, all of the architectural digest yeah, showrooms and all that. So I was like, oh, I feel so special. And everyone was saying that they were easy to take care of, which they're not. They're finicky. So I'm really – I'm shocked you were able to keep them alive. Thank you. But here's the gross part. So I had it and then I just moved into the apartment and I thought that there were just these like weird stains and marks on the floor Mm -hmm. near where I put the fiddle leaf fig tree. So I was like, oh, this makes sense. Like a few weeks in, I was like, oh, look at me. Like I am I had good placement with this fiddle leaf fig tree. Turns out it was actually worms that (gasps) had crawled out of the fiddle leaf fig tree and then died on the floor and then like. Dehydrated, so they were really, really, they, they like laid super flat to the ground. And I thought it was a stain, and I like lived with dead worms around my apartment for a few months. Because like when you would vacuum, oh it would just kind of like go over them. Ew. I didn't realize until oh like really my gosh, on so one and I was disturbing. like pushing, and then it like uncrusted. <laughs> <laughs> <popped
1: off. laughs> Yum, delicious! So glad we're talking about mm. this. Worms, worms, worms. Did I ever tell you? Would so- you eat a worm? Uh, no,
0: absolutely not. Would you? I don't think I would either. I don't know. Maybe not, not like now, but when, but, but <laughs> when, when's an appropriate like I, time to eat a worm? Please let me know. <laughs> like survival mode. Like, I would oh, eat a worm. Yeah. I mean, that's the difference. But scenario. I don't think I would chew it. I would just swallow it whole, just like a, I would like. Yeah, I would rinse it off in a stream and then I would just try to swallow it as fast as I could. But then, okay, but the only thing it. is
1: then, is it alive oh, in your goodness. stomach for a little while before the, your stomach acid kills it? How quickly does it well, die? Well, even if
0: you trip. Like, no, can I you imagine it lie. like
1: crawling back up out of your esophagus?
0: Oh, gross. Okay. Here's the thing. Like, unless you chew it really well, there's a chance for it to be alive anyway, because like worms, when you're fishing, yeah. you can slice worms in half and they'll still be alive, like, alive. Oh, I don't gosh. really know exactly how it works, but they stay living. Ew. Okay. Remember? Okay. This is
1: something that's so I was talking about the other day. Remember learning about tapeworms in middle school? And don't you yeah. remember? Th- you don't remember learning about it? I don't think we did. Okay. Well, I learned about tapeworms in middle school. And for some reason, the way that we talked about it made it seem like it was a commonplace thing that like people get tapeworms Mm. really easily. So I feel like I've had this massive fear of getting a tapeworm, but then I was looking at it and it's truly like the slimmest chance of ever getting a tapeworm.
0: Yeah. Although I was watching a video on the internet (laughs) where someone was doing gardening Uh and then scraped the... Dirt out from underneath their fingernails and put it under a microscope and like found a tapeworm, but that's so not like, in your the, stomach. Like, of, I, I, I was right, told, you but could they're eat like, it. this is the importance of of like washing your hands, oh. and, like really scrubbing under your nails, yeah, because they could get you. But yeah, that's interesting. One of our friends had a tapeworm, and I remember Ooh. she had to like starve herself. She got it from an undercooked burger. In Greece, our friend Jordan. Oh, so it is more commonplace. So I was right to fear this. Well, I mean, we have one person out of everyone. I mean,
1: out of the percentages, the fact that we know someone who had a tapeworm, I feel like my fears are
0: warranted then. She said it was awful. Like it rips you apart. She was. Yeah, because it lives off of every. Sorry, Jordan, for telling all of your (laughs) information. Yeah, she was saying that she like vomited like inches of like bile basically and she had to she literally had to starve herself for like a week to starve the tapeworm like because you can't eat because because eat it eats it, everything and it you eat and it yeah and grow. it grows yes exactly so she like couldn't eat anything it was
1: awful okay so this has gone back to top of my list of irrational fears thank you corinne yeah thank
0: you for re-giving well, that to me the good news is i don't know much about tapeworms but i feel like every story i've ever heard involving a tapeworm mm-hmm. has to do with meat and uncooked meat, and That's you are true. a vegetarian, so I'm a little rabbit. You might be in the clear. Praise yeah. be, Mother. I Thank think about you for raising me a vegetarian.
1: What's, what's another yeah. one of your irrational fears? Mm. I feel like I have a lot of them. Um, let's laundry list them. Let's, let's get them out on the table for everyone to know.
0: Okay. Well, I live in a high-rise building, yeah. and so one of my fears is that it – it will collapse, collapse crashes Oh, down. that's a fear of mine yes. for you too, Corinne. Yeah. I was thinking about it like literally five minutes before we recorded. It's really windy in Boston right now. Uh-huh. And there was like a woo sound. And I was like, this is it. Like we're going to be on video and you're going to watch me die. Oh my God. And then I was thinking about the trauma you would have to go through and how much therapy you so I was really thinking about your life beyond me dying. That's really it's selfless. Like that's very, very selfless of you. I was like, oh man, I can't do this while we're recording. Cause like, that's the worst part is like, it's not just we're on video. Like you have record. Right. You I would watch, watch you die back.
1: I don't think yeah. I would want to. That's but- one of them. Okay. No, that's very fair. I watched the footage of that New Orleans hard rock hotel that collapsed a few years ago. Oh. I mean it was Oof. it was still under construction, so no one lived in there, but I good. I truly I'm glad that I'm on the top floor. I mean, granted my place is only two floors, but I would much rather
0: be on the top floor than the bottom floor, I think. Right, it's kind of like a hard, yeah. At least with the air building, because I feel like it would just like crumple down, mm-hmm. and so you would have a better chance of surviving. surviving. Yeah, but then at the same time, like you could argue that like a building, like the one I'm in, like, you're not going to survive a fall. falling like thirty yeah. some stories. Yeah, no. I also have a fear of bunk beds. Me too. Being on the bottom bunk. Yes, and I'm being like I'm smushed. gonna die. Yeah. Yes. yes. There. I literally grab the top and I rattle them. Like I was just in one when I was in Chicago for the Bachelorette. Our friend Katie was sleeping above me, and I was nervous every single night. I wonder if she never said anything, but every like maybe every hour, I would just like reach up and like wiggle it to see if it was still secure. And she's like up there, probably wiggling. She's just shaking. Every her. hour, she's like, "Oh, there must be a train passing underneath the building." I'm like, I'm "She's like, there was an earthquake last night. Did you feel that?" Yeah, I know. Or like getting my arm stuck in the elevator. Oh, or just getting stuck yours. in an elevator, period. Oh, yeah. the disposal, getting your one. hand stuck in the disposal as it's going. Oh, that one really, yeah. that one really scares me. Is that in Final Destination? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it is. I think so, too. It's in one of them. Yeah. Yeah. That one's awful. And I just like, I don't trust it. Even when people turn off the garbage disposal mm-hmm. to like go down and clean it and fix it. I'm like, fuck no. I'm not doing that. I'm not sticking yeah. my hand down there. If a spoon falls, I'm like, all right, well, I'm grabbing tongs to go fish out the spoon. Like I'm not putting – My hand a, like, in there? Like an inch of my finger in there.
1: No. What if it's you scary. had like a poltergeist or a demonic entity that would turn it on as you're doing that? Oh. I wonder if that's ever <laughs> well, happened. That's
0: remind- <laughs> That's like an intrusive thought where I'm like, what if I do it to myself? Yeah. Do you ever think that? Like, what if I turn on the thing while my hands are switches? Yes, I have thought that. That's,
1: that's the same thing as like thinking when you're driving, like, what if I just veer this way? But you don't do it. Yeah. But the nice thing is that even if I did,
0: follow, <laughs> we, we don't do we it. We don't do
1: it, but <laughs> we think about it. The nice thing about my place is that the disposal switch is too far away. So I wouldn't be able to do mm. both at the same time. So I'm, oh, my apartment good. protects me from myself.
0: Okay. My apartment, what, what I like about my sink too is like, so, my switch is closer, so uh-huh. it's not quite like yours, but there's another safeguard where you have to put a like stopper in. Oh. And if the stopper doesn't click into place to like block anything from going down, it won't turn on. I thought you're supposed to have the water running when you're doing the disposal. I do. It like kind of seeps like oh. very, very, like through the tiniest That's little smart. perimeter of the stopper. That's yeah, it's nice. It always
1: makes that's one of those things that makes me wonder how and why certain things were made. And it's clearly because someone did did something Mm. in the past like the you know, the slips that go on coffee cups or it on coffee cups. It says or coffee cups. It says caution hot that was added because someone grabbed it. I think it was a McDonald's. When it was hot and burnt their hand and sued McDonald's. So then ever since then, every, like, to-go coffee cup says caution hot and you get those slips on it.
0: Yeah. Didn't McDonald's – I remember that case because they teach it in, like, it took, like, one business law class in grad in yeah. school. But I feel like there was another McDonald's case and I don't know if it was the a finger? real case or if it was, like, the typical – Yes. <laughs> like I- – was that just like a middle school too? No, everyone no. pulled each other or okay, was that real? That was
1: real, but I think someone put that in their food. I don't know if it was McDonald's, it might have been like Chili's or something like that. But that's also another irrational Wendy's fear or, that yeah. I have that I'm gonna find like body parts uh, in my food. Gross. Yes.
0: Like Sweeney a Todd. Dried rat or something. Oh no, in your I mean box. like fingers and toes, I don't know, amphibia. <laughs> F- fingernails. Ew. Totally
1: but see, that's more, that happens probably more often because people's griminess falls <laughs> yeah. onto the food.
0: But like truly, like a right. severed,
1: a severed elbow just in my, I don't know.
0: Ew. A severed elbow. Yeah, just like this part. Do we, is that even, wait, do we have a bone there? Is that just a tendon? What is that? you have a bone on your elbow? I mean, this. Yeah, I guess I do.
1: Is it a separate bone? I don't know. I didn't study anatomy. (laughs) Actually, I did. Now I'm really curious (laughs) about my elbow. But it bends, so there's (laughs) got to be some connecting piece. There's probably so many bones in there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ah, Gross. Gross. I do think you were talking about, like, fingers and toes. And every time I cut my toenails, I think of the scene from Boy Meets World where – what's her name? To – Oh, Topanga. Oh, my God. Tapanga. Topanga. Topanga. Topanga's cutting her toenails – or no, Corey's cutting his toenails and she has a like green face mask on. I don't like, remember doing this. Like spa treatment and the toenail flings up and gets stuck on her face mask. I'm pretty sure they were like trying to have a serious conversation and then he's cutting his toenails and it like flicks up into her face. Oh it's so gosh. gross. Anyway, anyway. Anyway. We all have irrational strange fears. Gross things. Let us know yours. Yes. Yeah, please do. We'll just absorb them and they'll become ours. Yeah. So as if we don't have enough.
1: (laughs) I know. Let's add them to the list. I'm so excited for today's episode. Me too. And Corinne, I blame you. I'm scared.
0: I'm excited.
1: It's okay. So I feel, well, I guess we should say it's Reddit. We just Reddit deep dive. Reddit deep dive. And I feel like I had a resistance to Reddit the same way I had a resistance to TikTok because I know myself and I know that the second I start looking and start, you know, being a part of that community, I mm-hmm. will lose myself. It's kind of like being a part of the T G O G triangle. I I disappear. Yeah, you get lost you in get the lost triangle. You the triangle. Cause I It's really spent hours on Reddit after this episode.
0: Me too. Hi. And I was really having a hard time actually focusing on doing the research and like picking one thing because mm-hmm. I just kept reading the next comment and then the I next know. comment. And I probably read like the equivalent of half of a book. So on Reddit many. Before yes. like zeroing
1: in. Yes. Does that count towards my goal of sixty books? I wish. I know, and there's so many threads too that are very similar. Oh my god! Yeah, that was a hard thing to another. I was like, Corinne, do we have to pick like a specific thing in within the Reddit forums, or can we just read a bunch of stories that are interesting? Because that's just what I want to do. But I ended up. I know, but I forced. I forced forced it to have a little more focus. That's okay. Structure (laughs) is good. We need some structure in our lives.
0: Structure is good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. I'll go first. Okay, and naturally, I gravitated to the strange encounters that happen in the woods, camping, hiking, all things like that. People being hunted by the paranormal because you know I love missing four one one and Bigfoot. Which is funny because you and
1: I almost did the exact same thing. And thank goodness we touched base the other day, and we're like, okay, let's talk about this. How do we want to format it? Because I was reading those stories too, and I'm, I'm just, I'm thrilled. I'm excited.
0: I almost wish you did it too, because I feel like we could have like within the same topic done such different stories. Yeah, too. yeah, but then it would have been hard to know if we picked the same stories.
1: Yeah, we'll just have to do that True. in a future. In the future, we'll do like a camping in the woods themed episode.
0: Right, I know. Also, too, like in the woods stories, there were so many that weren't necessarily paranormal, but were just like so freaking scary of like I know. human encounters, yes. like encounter. <gasps> oh my god I was like oh my murderer. like I forget that I'm never going on the Appalachian oh, Trail never. forget that dream never like, no thanks and then I found myself based <laughs> so on
1: l- listener stories we've read in the past I found myself looking for specific things like wanting stories exactly like our listener stories yes but then I was like yes the great thing is that we have these listeners who gave us these incredible stories already
0: right so this is just right. a bonus true I mean, obviously, I looked a lot at Bigfoot stuff, and then I was like, come on, Karen, bring something new to the table. Okay, well, so
1: I'm, I'm going to be – Not doing Bigfoot. I'm going to be on the nose, and I'm doing aliens, so
0: – Okay, but, but – okay, that's great, though, because there's such variation. There's also variation with Bigfoot. Fine, I'll do it next time. Okay, good. <laughs> I don't think we've actually done a whole episode specifically where Bigfoot's a topic, so. No, but I think collectively we've probably
1: talked about Bigfoot more than we've talked about anything else on this podcast.
0: Yeah, 60 hours. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Okay. So you're all alone in the woods. You're sticking to the path. You're looking for the markers. But sometimes there's something else out there. Watching, waiting, calling your name. Hoping to guide you off the path, to distract you, to disorient you. And for today's episode, that thing is a wendigo. Oh my this gosh. roughly translates to the evil spirit who devours mankind or a monster. And saying its name is said to give it power. So I'm going to be respectful of the people who know the most about this and have it in the their lore, which is the native people of America and Canada. And so this is the only time I'm saying the name. You yes. heard it? I'm never saying it again. Yeah. We're going to refer to it as a windy boy. Oh. Now. Is that – Which is apparently – Common? Calling it a windy boy. I think so because I did – I mean, I researched this hard because the problem is with this, there's so much like whitewashing that came with the lore and the stories of this creature. And so I had to go really deep and like do a ton of research to find – Truly, what like the native people and the varying tribes around the area where this creature is said to be, like what they think and what they say. Yeah. And there were quite a few videos where they were calling it by its name, like maybe just once, and then calling it like a windy boy or some other like nickname that's not necessarily.
1: Yeah, because there's a lot of superstition about this and similar creatures in native Mm -hmm. cultures, where speaking about them actually gives them more power, which is so fascinating and also definitely not something we
0: want to do. So. Right and also now that we're saying it out loud I didn't I just assumed that me saying it would draw it towards me but I'm not sure hmm. what the rules are about listening to it either. Okay well we'll never we, use the we, name again. We'll, we'll li- we're never going to say it again. Okay. That's it. So Wendy voice Okay. So I first learned of Wendy Boys because of TikTok because there were a number – I think it was like last year or the year before. There were a number of Native people and local people to like the Appalachian Trail when I was really obsessed with that area and just people telling stories of these encounters. And all of these people, they like lived in the woods. They were along these trails and they were all talking about growing up knowing either from their ancestors or just like from people in their area. That if you see something along the tree line, if you see this thing, or if you see something that just is out of place in the woods, you look down, you pretend you didn't see it. If you hear your name being called in the woods, no, you didn't. Ignore it. Pretend you never heard it. Interesting. Don't answer. Don't engage. Don't run. Just pretend that you're totally oblivious and make your way back home calmly. Don't run. Just... Exit as soon as you possibly. can. That's so can. hard though, because if you know. if you're in the woods and you hear someone
1: calling your name, every instinct—I'm just putting myself there right now—every instinct within my body would be like run as fast as you can. I know and get out of there.
0: And also, like you don't want them to know that you heard. So, like I think Ugh. naturally, if you heard your name, you'd go like you know, what's like you start on? to turn, but you can't. You have to fight every instinct and just like try to remain calm. I mean, plenty of people have run.
1: Yeah, yeah. But this is what I scary. think. It's also hard too. There's so many things in the woods that could be lurking. Yes, And it just – this Right. This is why I stay inside and don't go to the woods.
0: <laughs> but then there's hauntings inside. So <laughs> no matter where you are, there's True. something. There's something for everyone. True. Okay. So where did these things come from? Well, in mythology, they first found themselves in First Nations and Native American lore, specifically the Algonquin legends. But – I will preface this by saying I don't think it's a myth. Like in terms of legends, I believe that these things are real, and I know a lot of people also believe that these, these entities exist. I think it's safe to say real to many, many people. We believe in kind of everything, kind of everything, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So as we know here in North America, I I, I also want to start out by saying the Native people of America and Canada have suffered so many atrocities. We have – it's a lot of it's come to light in the past few years in terms of exposés and documentaries Mm -hmm. and the Native people speaking out themselves and having more platforms like TikTok and YouTube and different ways to get their voices heard. And so this is – I'm going to do my best in retelling this story because similar to, you know, their culture and their children being ripped away from them and and things like this, this is another – topic where over the years it's it's fallen under scrutiny and yeah. their lores and their legends and their beliefs have been changed based on the the mostly white settlers who come in and change the narrative and make it their own yeah. their beliefs and their creatures yeah yes and so one of the things that happened with this topic was that native people were told that they were suffering psychosis and that their experiences and that their ancestors experiences were not real and that their oral histories were made up so rude, very messed up. Yeah. So I did a, a ton of research in my attempt to tell these stories as best as I can to the true history of the native people who first encountered these Love spirits. Okay. So the Algonquin tribe were the first people to witness them. So we know to discover what these things truly were. So tribes such as the Wampanoag, the Pequot, the Cree, the Ojibwa, the Nescapi, Inu, and pretty much any group that lived in the northern forests of the U.S. and Canada have stories of these things, these windy boys that have been passed on through their ancestors and experienced by many of them even today. So the tale goes that a hunter was lost in the cold winter woods and to survive, he had to succumb to cannibalism. So he did eat another human. And this act of cannibalism turned him into this crazed man beast looking for other people to eat. He was just perpetually hungry and half dead and possessed by this evil spirit that lurked in the woods, making him into a windy boy. And this creature favors cooler weather, but has also been spotted in forests throughout the southern United States. And it's associated with cannibalism, famine, starvation, and the darkness that can take hold of a person when everything is stripped from them, when they're struggling to survive. And so all in all, this is a cautionary tale about isolation and selfishness and the importance of community. Interesting. So this thing, this windy boy, is a malevolent supernatural being that is extremely powerful. You are to take it seriously. It's not to be messed with. You're not supposed to taunt it. You're not supposed to say its name a bunch of times. And in watching videos and and reading articles from people who who grew up and have native ancestors, they were saying that some of the advice that's also passed down is to not knock, like don't make any knocking noises in your oh. house at night because that could also like draw it in. And then also no whistling. Don't don't do you know? I can't whistle anyway. Singing or whistling at night or like deep in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing right now, Sabrina. Yeah. Because it's one of the triggers that could bring it closer to you. Okay, good to know. So sometimes you'll see this creature as it is. And then sometimes, as the Ojibwa people describe, it chooses to possess a person instead. And that oh. individual then becomes the creature himself, hunting down those who he once loved and feasting on their flesh. It's up to 15 feet tall. It's gaunt and its skin is stretched over its bones as if the skeleton is trying to break free from underneath its skin. And there are gashes on its body. Its eyes are wide and massive like an owl. Its lips barely there and stained with blood. Its skin carries the scent of death and its sharp claws are ready to take another life. Oof. And nowadays, if you Google these creatures or these spirits, you may hear or see that it sometimes is depicted as looking like a wolf or a deer in terms of its head. But these depictions were added later on by white settlers. So that is not actually what they truly look like. The true description of this creature is a too tall to be human figure, skeletal, looking almost frostbitten. And as the Algonquin have said, it is a giant with a heart of ice. Its body is skeletal and deformed with missing lips and toes. And this thing, like I said, it's powerful. It has skills. It has supernatural elements on its side to potentially overcome you. It's great. healthy. It's a skilled hunter. It understands the land and the territory. Mm-hmm. And it can control the weather through dark magic. And it sometimes speaks your name. So Great. All around great. Great. <laughs> All in all, great. Okay, so this thing is not a spirit of the past. There are many stories today of people encountering this thing, this thing in the woods. It is active. People have flocked to social media to share their oh experiences, gosh. and so of course, I went on a Reddit deep of dive. Of course. And let me tell you, there's literally an entire. Some of the stories that I found were were outside of this thread, but there's also an entire thread just dedicated to potential encounters with these things. Yeah.
1: It is. I, I believe it. You can I mean, find threads about everything on Reddit.
0: Yeah. Well, and what's really interesting and what I think like is why we get so sucked up in Reddit too is that there's other people commenting with similar experiences. Yeah. And sometimes people like geographically in the same location are like, Oh my God, you basically just solved for me what I this like unexplained encounter yeah. that I had. Yeah. So that is really I cool. think having an encounter like this can feel really isolating which we've talked about before totally. with really any paranormal experience. Yeah. So having other people either explain or like have very similar experiences, it's not like nice that that thing happened to you that's scary but but it's yeah. comforting to to have at least like a, a few more answers yeah, you're not alone to anymore. an otherwise unknown experience. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. So 11 months ago, Bradley Innovates posted about an encounter that he had back in 2019. He grew up in a very wooded back country in the South, and he is presumably still a U.S. Marine, but at the time he was. And after being discharged, he went back home to visit one of his friends, Jacob. And they were hanging out, they were chatting, just catching up, you know. And Jacob suggests that they go to this hangout spot in the woods that he and his ex-girlfriend used to go to just because it's, like, peaceful, it's nice, like, it's an opportunity to, you know, like, get out of the house and hang out together. So Bradley's like, yeah, sure, let's do it. So he grabs his gun and they go out into this, like, very wooded area there's an old dock that has been like brought up onto the land and it's rotted through and jacob and bradley they're shooting the shit together and kind of just like sitting standing walking around kind of like pushing their feet through the rotted part of the wood just like hanging out
1: mm-hmm. and then
0: 30 minutes into catching up jacob asks bradley if he's ever heard of this spirit this windy boy oh so they're talking about and it and in the woods Yes. Well, Bradley had never heard of it before, but Jacob was like, there's just so much that's happening on social media and the news. And I keep hearing about these cryptids and these demons and these spirits. And he's just basically like bringing up all of the things that he's seen, kind of like you and I, like, right? It would be like just a conversation talking about we would probably have where it's yeah. like, did you see or did you hear? And so yeah. he asks if he's heard of this thing. And Bradley's like, mm, no, I haven't. And he said, that, admittedly, he was a little spooked just by the name. He like kind of realize that it probably was something that they shouldn't be talking shouldn't about. Talk about, yeah. But Jacob, yeah. But Jacob told him that he heard that if you go into the woods and you say its name three times, you'll see it, and it's the scariest thing you'll ever see. So kind of like a Bloody Mary game. Like they turned it yeah. into this sort of like what Jacob's on social mm-hmm. media. And so now Bradley's like hearty har har. Like that sounds like BS. Prove it. And so now yeah. they're like, okay, let's take a little path deeper into the woods and we'll see like who's brave enough to say it and so they walk deeper into the woods nearly at the alabama state line so they're like south and this thing is supposed to be more of like a cold weather entity but they are very south now and they get to a spot after 20 minutes and decide that it's a good spot to complete what is now a dare to say its name three times. And so the two men turn to each other, and Jacob dares Bradley to do it. And he does. He says it three times, the wood's are silent, which is never – Which is not a thing. A good thing. Yeah. If Anytime all noise chirping, goes away, run.
1: I guess you can't yes. run in this situation, but anyway. <gasps> right. Terrifying. Yeah.
0: So the woods are silent except for like what's already naturally there in terms of the wind in the trees. Yeah. But all of the birds, all of the animals, just quiet. Oh, I just got chills so now thinking Bradley, about that. So Bradley, yes, they're waiting, but nothing happens. And so Bradley's like, okay, we weren't really expecting anything to happen, mm-hmm. but like, you know, there's always a part of you that's like – holy crap, is this actually real? But he said in his friendship with Jacob that Jacob oftentimes is like always right. And so it was Bradley's opportunity to kind of like tease him and be like, you were wrong. You really thought something was going to happen, huh? Like, you know, poke fun at him. But then there's this noise in the distance as he's doing it. Oh, gosh. And Bradley's marine reflexes kick in and he whips his head in the direction of the noise and he starts to move closer to the noise. And then 30 feet in front of them, coyotes cross the path and they're like, (laughs) <laughs> Feel thank God. It was just coyotes. But their hearts are racing. And so they're like, okay, let's call it. Like, our time in the woods is over. That was fun. But let's go hang back at the house, back to civilization mm-hmm. where other people are around and where we have cars and comfort and maybe more weapons. And so as they start down the path, there's a large crack And Bradley notices a tree starting to fall. And he shoves Jacob forward out of the way. And this pine tree, it lands right between them. Jacob screams. He's scared. And Bradley hops over the tree, all of his training coming. He's like, (laughs) defend, protect, and get my partner out of here. And so Bradley hops over the tree, grabs Jacob by the shirt and pulls his stunned friend to his feet and says, move, Jacob, fucking move now. And Jacob freezes. Fight, fight or freeze. Yeah. And he's freezing. His knees are buckling and he's like falling down to the ground. So Bradley picks him up once more and the two start sprinting down the path. And then from behind them, Jacob, Jacob, come quick. Oh no. The voice of Jacob's little sister, Olivia. So, Jacob turns, returning the calls, yelling, Olivia, Olivia. And Bradley blocks him from running down the path. His heart is pounding and he's screaming, Jacob, look at me. It's not her. Do you hear me? It's not her. And then another tree snaps out of chills. And Bradley leaps again, tackles his friend Jacob to the ground, and both of them inches from being crushed by this other tree that's falling next to them. So, Bradley screams again to run to get out of there and he grabs his gun. And Jacob is running down the path. He's now like at the clearing because they're almost there. So he's like by the field at the clearing of the woods, the tree line. But Bradley turns around with his gun and just starts aiming it down the trail, going side to side, trying to figure out what the hell is trying to kill them. Jacob calls for him from the opening of the woods and yells, Bradley, get out of there. Come on, hurry. And then the two take off together. They're running. They're like 50 feet now from the tree line. And they turn back around and they see it. It's there at the opening of the woods, nine feet tall, standing on its hind legs, skinnier and more emaciated than you could ever think oh possible. My gosh. And its skin is vampire white, its eyes a piercing blue, even from that far away. They said it was like laser beams. Bradley then shot his gun at it, and the two just turned around and hightailed it to their car and took off. And that was the first encounter. The scary thing is that. Based on what you were talking about, it's
1: not limited to just the woods. Like maybe it lives in the woods, but that it can find you in your home or elsewhere, especially if you're right, you know, being careful about not knocking in your house at night. And then also, Corinne, I need to compliment you. I feel like your acting skills came out in that very, very beautifully. <laughs> I was there. I was like, now she's Bradley. Now she's not. Now she's the little sister.
0: Now she's Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny thing. I feel like what is it from from Hocus Pocus where Thackeray Banks is like, summon the others, go when he's trying to save Emily. Yeah, yeah. That's how I was picturing them yeah. like running out I of the
1: woods it. through the field. It it's so it actually reminds me of Hunger Games when the mm. I forget what the thing was called, but when they get stung and then they start to hallucinate and hear the voices of oh. their loved ones.
0: Yeah. Tracker jackers. The, yeah. Tracker jackets. Jackets or jackers. Maybe jackets. I don't know. Okay. The good news is, is I can hear a bird singing outside of your window right now. (laughs) So this means that we're at least. We're good. Nature, we're somewhat safe. Nature is alive and well. Yeah. Nature is alive. The description of this, of this thing also reminds me of in Game of Thrones that I didn't watch enough Game of Thrones to remember the name, White but Walker. like the Ice King guy. Yes, mm-hmm. doesn't it kind of sound like that? it? It's does like really pale, piercing blue mm-hmm. eyes, a little bit Voldemorty. It's just really, it's really yeah, scary, very to encounter something like this, or for the possibility to become something like this. It also it just
1: distorts your reality. So it's like, what can you trust if it's mimicking the Olivia, the little sister? Then couldn't it hypothetically mimic one other? Like, they got separated a little bit at the end there. What if the voice calling Bradley at the end was not
0: actually his friend? Right. Well, and I also heard or or didn't hear, but I read a few stories, too, where people were saying, like, that it was their own voice calling for them. And that's when they really realized something was wrong. Like It didn't didn't trick them for long at all because they were like, that's my voice calling for me. Which is so creepy. So creepy. But yeah, thank goodness that they were together in the woods. Okay, but I have one more story for you. Okay. And again, I'm going to continue to not say what this thing is. But this encounter I wanted to include because it gives me very like missing 411 vibes. (laughs) And I feel like this is what happens if you potentially follow the voice or take a step too far away from your group on the trail. Oh, no. Okay. Okay so this was posted by a user named so many questions 24747 and this was posted 2 years ago but it takes place a few years back when he was 14 and his brother was 9 and for the sake of retelling the story i'm just going to call the user the name s okay so s and his brother and his dad they all go into the woods one afternoon they're heading out to go deer hunting before the sun sets and while walking into the woods before they even start their hunt or like get to the location where they're going to kind of like post up camp While walking into the woods, S's nine-year-old brother tugs on his arm and asks if he saw that. Oh.
1: Oh, no. And S
0: is like, it's probably just your imagination. And his little brother accepts the answer. He drops his hand from S's arm and they all just keep walking. A few minutes go by. And S notices that he can't hear his little brother's footsteps behind him anymore. Oh, no. So he turns around, and his brother's gone. So he immediately alerts his dad, and S and his father spend over 30 minutes calling for him, looking for him, retracing steps, expanding their search further. Like, can you imagine? No. I would vomit from just, like – Especially being in the, the woods. and heartbreak. And
1: I feel like it's so easy to get lost and not know which direction you've already yeah. looked. And I, yeah,
0: that's so scary. It's so scary. This is – so sidebar, anecd- personal anecdote. This actually reminds me of – I think about it all the time. It was a really scarring experience. We were – when I was younger, we were at a like family friend's house that kind of lived in a really wooded area right by mm-hmm. a pond. And there were a few families there. And this other little boy dared my brother to like hide in the car and said it would be really funny if he hid in the car and when everyone like calls for him that he just stays hidden in the car. And my brother was hiding for like ten minutes. Our family's running around. We're bawling, I'm bawling my eyes out. My dad's like stepping into the pond, like looking for my brother's like body. It was it was scarring. Oh my gosh. But
1: so How did did someone I find can him? I imagine.
0: Did someone find him, or did he come no, out finally? I think he finally came out and was like realized that it was people's reactions. It was like not fun anymore. And oh I no. think Christian was like he was probably like honestly like six or seven. Yeah, so years young, old. thinking it's just a fun joke, and then right, and it was like a cookout. Like our car was. If anyone had noticed, like right. our car was so close by. Yeah, Jeez. it was. Anyway, so I feel yeah, – you know that feeling. I have felt the fear yeah. of this before, of what this kid and yeah. his dad is experiencing in the woods. So they're running around. They're screaming. Yeah. They're trying to find him. They are just, you know, doing what they can to try to find this 9-year-old who just went missing within a few moments of time. And then, miraculously, the little boy walks seemingly out of nowhere from an angle, from a, a different part of the tree line, from, like, the west. They were heading north, and, and he cut through west – and he just heads towards him, cutting through the tree line, saying absolutely nothing, covered in mud. So S now rushes to his brother's side and asks where he'd gone. And his little brother just stares at him. He couldn't remember. He thought he'd never left. Oh, my god! Wasn't he here the whole time? He was always with them. And then to this little brother, that is truly what happened. Nothing happened. Like, that is it's his missing interpretation of the events. Yes. All he remembers is walking a few steps away from them, seeing a deer – And catching a glimpse of a tall person standing next to a tree. And then nothing. Nothing. And then he was back again with them. It just cuts from that to him walking a few steps, a few feet through the tree line, back to his brother and his dad. Doesn't know how he got mud on him. Doesn't know where he went. Doesn't know why he stepped a few feet away. Doesn't know what he was following. Can't remember a single thing. That – And the boy acted completely normal after that because to him it was as if nothing happened. But to ask his dad, and his family who later learned about the story, they were obviously – Terrified. Traumatized. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. It's one of those things where we talk about this often with – I think you did a whole episode about missing 411 and people just disappearing and then reappearing and mm-hmm. and not having any memory. And it's it's kind of – it makes me think maybe it's for the best that they don't have memory of what happened. Yeah. But then it is for, for, I mean, it, it could be alien abduction. It could, yeah, it could be that, or it could be, do they jump in through a different dimension real quick? Or if it was this creature yeah. we're talking about, it's interesting that he was returned, I mean, covered in mud, but relatively safe. So what, what happened right. in that time period? What right. was the need and desire that, exactly. that occurred? I don't
0: know. Right. Because Ugh. if this was – so this was posted in the thread in Reddit that was, like, a potential encounter yeah. with a windy boy. So, I mean, it's – it's. I think it's because, like, the, the original poster who posted it was kind of like, I don't really know what to think. I don't really think it's this thing. Yeah. But, like, other people told me it might be. But, like, the fact of the matter was there was this, like, tall human, this tall creature that the boy saw going into the woods. And then a few minutes later saw, again, a moment before he disappeared. Right. And so whether that is this creature and maybe we just don't know. I keep calling it a creature. It's a it's a spirit. It's spirit an, an entity spirit that lives yeah. in the woods. A winter spirit. Yes. Yeah. An entity. But yeah, we it it's yeah, hard to I know. Mean,
1: it's hard to know. And that's kind of – It is. the big question with the paranormal in general. We know what a whatever subcategory we we discuss, there's just no way to to know 100%. There's no certainty, which we enjoy right. to an extent because then it, you know, it leaves room yeah. for us to theorize and come up with our own hypotheses and stuff. But it is also frustrating sometimes when we're talking about it because it's just like
0: – It could be a million different things and we don't know. Well, and I want to know what happened in that moment. So yeah. like the boy turned, saw the deer, saw this thing, and then took a few steps towards them. And th- like what happened? Disappeared. Did he get put into a trance? Did he hear his name? Did yeah. the thing, like, gesture Beckin for him, him to walk away from the group? Like, yeah, what exactly happened? This is actually reminding me a little bit of – remember, was it the Missing 411 episode where that woman yes. brought the boy – the woman, like, looked yes. like the grandmother, brought him into the cave and, like, tried to get him to poop, tried to, like, take yeah. a sample from him?
1: Yes. That was the 411 episode. I don't remember what episode number it was. Right. But yes.
0: Yeah. I don't know. But this thing – him silently, unnoticed. I'm just glad he got home safe. And no one really knows what happened. Wow. I mean, that's the other thing is there
1: because there's so much in the woods, it's hard to know what you're actually encountering. And it's, I mean, yeah. adding on top that this little boy has no memory of of what happened in those missing moments. So it's just the lesson here, I think, is stay out of the woods.
0: <laughs> stay out of the woods. Yeah, because, I mean, he was with a group of – he was with his dad and older brother. Yeah. Like, that's a group of three. And so you're many people safe have no dogs with them. They're friends. Yeah. Yeah. Nowhere yeah. is safe. I mean, if you're going anywhere, I think you need to go in like a group of 20 and all will hold hands. <laughs>
1: Everyone holds hands in, circle, in a circle and you're in the middle. So nothing happens to you.
0: <laughs> it's just it, – you basically bring – your friends are now your security guards. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what the hell? That was me though. That was me when we lived in LA with – the group that I lived in in that house during college, anytime there was a suspected break in or someone was nervous, I was always the front with the knife and everyone was trailing behind me, like everybody's arms <laughs> on each other's shoulders. And I was the one going around. Oh my gosh. Did I tell you about the time we so were? So you'll be in the middle of the circle yeah. and I'll protect you. Yes. Did I tell you about the time we
1: were in Joshua Tree for a bachelorette and we all psyched ourselves out? I- I say we all, but I probably didn't help. I probably led the psyching ourselves out. I know exactly.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) And you did
0: tell me this. We were all
1: paranoid that someone was on the edge of the property and trying to break in. And so I grabbed the knife sharpener and went around the house and made sure all the doors and windows were locked and then slept with it next to me in bed. In case there was an intruder.
0: Which the knife sharpener, I think, is an underrated Thank you. I thought Defense weapon. Yeah, Yeah. you're not gonna stab anyone, but you could like, you know, you could smack them right in the eye. Are you kidding? That would be deathly. I mean, not deathly, but that's the move. Or even like in the mouth, like final destination shit. Just shove it through. Up the nose. I don't like now. I'm like uh, uh, (laughs) I'm gonna (laughs) Now that's an irrational (laughs) fear of yours. Add it to your list. (laughs) <laughs> oh, God. I'm throwing out my knife sharpener after this. Let's be real. I never use it. Honestly, I was just <laughs> going to say so I have no idea
1: how shit. to knife it, to sharpen my knives with a knife sharpener.
0: I don't really know either.
1: But I would love to learn. And I want to look shows. cool sharpening my knives. I want to stand in my window in my kitchen right. while my neighbor is in her kitchen cooking <laughs> and just sharpen my knives. And then make weird eye contact and be like, That's
0: so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Please do it. <laughs> That'd be phenomenal. I'm just picturing. I'm I'm pic- after we did haunted mansions. Now I can see your house that you'll be in. Yeah. Sharpening the knives. Yeah, the creepy lady that lives in that house. that's always just sharpening her eyes. Sharpening her eyes. Whoa. Whoa. I am Maybe. doing that too <laughs>
1: because my eyes did get better. So I'm doing that unintentionally. I know. I need to copy your diet.
0: Whatever you're doing for your eyes, it's good. It's apparently less dairy and less sugar that does it. Oh. You say to me, as I've had a bar of chocolate every day for the past four days. Okay.
1: Well, that sounds delicious. Easter (laughs) Because my mom still gives me an Easter basket. (laughs) I'm jealous. Nick and I were like, we should give each other Easter baskets again and do scavenger hunts and hide eggs around the apartment and just bring the fun back.
0: Yeah. My mom hid Easter eggs for, okay, so I thought that we were just going to hide them for my cousin Addie Uh who's eight years old. But then my cousin Kate was like, no. What do you mean? We're going to participate. Because we all used to participate, like, as adults anyway, yeah. like, in our young adulthood and get really competitive. Of course. But now we had an eight-year-old, so I thought we were going to be calmer about it, but we were not. And we, like, seriously competed against her. Like, I definitely made more money than she did. I didn't give it back. Wow. No. One of my friends – she got way more eggs than me, and it's unfair because I think it's it was at her eye line. Okay. But what did you want, money or eggs? I wanted to beat her. <laughs> And the only reason I had more money was because I was trying to trade with her. I was like, I'll trade you this half dollar for two of your quarters. Just because I was like, I can't use a half dollar in like parking meter change. And she was like, how about for your half dollar, I'll give you five quarters. I was like, great. <laughs> <That>
1: <laughs> so you ripped good. off a
0: child. <laughs> I hope you're proud of yourself. <laughs> you know what? I am because I bought half of the like prizes yeah, she won. Yeah. And you're building your I gave you're her building character. plenty of chocolate. Yeah, yeah. My aunt took a video though of the of the scavenger hunt, and I'm like literally trying to like sprint push her like, out of the way. Of a
1: <laughs> She's like thrown into I a bush. Win. I don't know I what told her, happened. I said, just because
0: you're a kid does not mean I'm I'm gonna let you in. I can't but wait for when you have children. But you
1: and Nick should do it and just play oh. games with them and make them cry because you win.
0: <laughs> you got second place ribbon. Sorry. <laughs>
1: We a friend of ours went to an Easter egg or a Easter party the night before Easter where they it was a you know, a drinking event. So instead of mm-hmm. finding prizes in the Easter eggs, if you found like in the different eggs that were hit, hidden all over the place, they had different things inside them like give out two shots or take a shot or different I love fun that. drinking activities.
0: Yeah, isn't that cool? Wait, that's great. I know. I think I, I love might steal that. it. That's so fun.
1: Next year, you
0: should. Next year, I'm going to do, do it. Do an adult Easter egg hunt. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then I'll hide chocolate and some of them. And then I'll get bloated because sugar hurts my stomach. Well, that's not great. Okay, so I already told okay. you what I'm doing because, I know. as everyone knows, I am obsessed with aliens. But I have this yes love hate relationship where I love them, they hate me.
0: No. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, you'll get abducted one day. And everybody thinks you're a starseed anyway.
1: But so, okay, the love-hate relationship is actually that I will read one story and get so jealous and want to be abducted, but then I'll read other stories Mm -hmm. or hear other stories and then I'm deathly afraid of them. So I
0: don't – I don't know. I'm just – I'm conflicted. Yeah, you're torn. I'm torn. Well, here's the thing. It's kind of like people or spirits. Some are good and some are bad. Not, It's not like a blanket statement. And so I yeah. think when you hear certain stories that are like, oh, that would be an exciting thrill, that doesn't really negatively impact me. You're right. like – Yes, I want to be abducted by aliens. But then there's different types of aliens, different creatures, yeah, different species and different just beings that choose what we believe is either good or bad. So,
1: it like this reminds me of like a middle school or high school relationship with a bad boyfriend. You know, th- there's mm. like this chase that you want their attention, but then you know deep down that it's not good for you, but there's it's a thrill to chase. <laughs> and I've been in a relationship for 10 plus years, so I haven't had the chase in a long time, so I think I'm living through it, through the alien relationship to get the chase.
0: But if you are a starseed, if you or are – Or perhaps I'm a starseed. Right. Because then you're – I don't want you to hate, hate or fear yourself. Sometimes it's good to fear what's within. I don't know. <laughs> it's the dark thoughts. Open up a fortune cookie. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I feel like it is. Oh, my God. That's great. Perfect. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Well – so did, did your research make you fear it more or less
1: on Reddit? I think by the end of it, I was more intrigued. So mm-hmm. I'm now in a place where I think I would like to be abducted again. <laughs> okay. Okay. That sounds good. I yeah, that Bigfoot. you get what you want. <laughs> <laughs> Bigfoot's your boyfriend. Aliens are mine.
0: I know. Okay.
1: So – Again, there's so many stories on Reddit about, about alien abductions or encounters, and I basically could talk about this for hours, but I won't. Mm-hmm. So the first story that I found is from Insomnia Acrobat and was posted six years ago in a Reddit forum asking, seriously, Redditors who claim to have encountered aliens, what's your story? And this is called Sleepover with Aliens. And I, and I'm just going to read it as the, the user wrote it. So. Okay. I have become insomnia acrobat. This gives me chills to this day. The most chilling part is that I wasn't alone in the experience and I probably shouldn't have waited till the middle of the night to write it out, but here goes. When I was about twelve, my best friends and I used to sleep out on my friend's trampoline in his yard. We would gather our bed stuff and bounce around till we got tired, then eventually lay down and go to sleep. We all lived out in the country in Ohio, so the night sky was always awesome to check out while we talked and dozed off on the trampoline. We had campouts like this during summer break for years. But one particular evening, it was my two best friends and I, Kyle, Brandon, Brandon was Kyle's cousin, and another friend of ours, Jeremy. And after winding down, we're laying there talking when we notice that there's something floating over the woods nearby. You couldn't see it directly, just that it blocked the stars out as it slowly moved. It was just a little higher than the tree tip's tops, and it was completely silent. We were just some dumb kids, so we were just laying there watching it, and slowly it drifted until it was directly over top us. Then mm-hmm. suddenly there was a bright light that I just cannot describe. It was more blindingly bright than... Disorientingly, creepily bright, like it shone down into you. And the next thing I remember, we're all standing inside of Kyle's house, looking out of his sliding glass back door at it still hovering there, and it glides off. We were all spooked for sure. How did we end up inside? But we decided to go back out to bed on the trampoline, and we're laying there for a while. And the next thing we know, it comes back and does the same exact thing. And again, we find ourselves inside looking out the back door beyond all reason. We go back outside to bed again. And the same thing happens again. Then we finally say, screw it and sleep inside with the lights on. Kyle moved away to Florida that summer and we lost touch. Kyle didn't live there anymore. So Brandon stopped coming around and I was never really close with Jeremy. So that was that for several years. Then when I was 18, I heard Kyle was in town staying with family I ran into him at a party one night and pulled him to the side to ask him about that night as it had been bothering me for years. His response has shaken me to this day. I cannot describe his reaction sufficiently. He just looked at the ground and said, I don't want to talk about it. I was kind of shocked by his response, so I didn't know what to say. And he got up and walked out, and I just stayed there sitting, thinking about what just happened. I got up after a minute to go see if I could find him, but he truly had immediately left after. That was it. I haven't seen him, Brandon, or Jeremy since, but his response was enough to let me know that something strange definitely went down that night, and I don't know if I want to remember.
0: <laughs> what? What? Three times. So the other guy does – he remembers something, probably something more.
1: Or, or it's the same feeling of just whatever happened is so mysterious that I don't want to talk about it because I don't know how to rationalize it in my mind. But in my
0: mind when I was reading – Or the fear that it will come back. Yeah. That if you, if you speak it out into existence that maybe it will happen again. Okay. So this is or if, my take
1: on it because I love aliens and I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. I think mm-hmm. the aliens were protecting the three of them. That if they had slept outside on the trampoline, something bad would have happened. And so the aliens kept coming and moving them inside. And that's why every time they – because that's why the the spaceship or whatever it was did not come back when they finally decided we're going to stay inside and sleep inside.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, I mean, what if it wasn't even, like, something bad? Like, what if the aliens just, like, needed to to use some space and (laughs) they knew that it would freak them out to witness it? So they were just – that was, like, the – that was, like, the perimeter patrol. Like, there was one spaceship that was just, like, making sure no teens or anyone was, like, sleeping out on the or they were. They saw – Not going to
1: witness. They saw the three of them bouncing on the trampoline. They're like, we have to check that out for ourselves, and they cannot be there for this. So they moved them <laughs> in inside, and then they spent the evening bouncing on the trampoline in slow motion. I'm picturing it right now. They're just – Woo, flying up in the
0: air and big
1: (laughs) laughing smiles.
0: Someone's manning the spaceship and like (laughs) letting them bounce a little further, like beaming them up and then dropping them down onto the trampoline. That would be so fun. Oh, wouldn't it? Okay. Now I have a new dream. Fun game. Not
1: only do I want to be abducted by aliens, I want to be abducted by aliens and bounce on a trampoline with them.
0: Right? (laughs) (laughs) They just have so much more capabilities of like – you can just utilize a trampoline better if you have a spaceship and if you have aliens. Right. But I guess you would have aliens if you have a spaceship. Actually, not necessarily. But in my case, or the alien version of a spaceship, because we have spaceships, but they're not doing what right. we need it to do in terms right. of our trampoline. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I mean, freaking scary though that that happened to them. Oh, totally, and and super unsettling because
1: you don't know how you got into a different place.
0: Right. Yeah. Were the and wait, so were they just awake? Inside, they just yeah. like so. We're relocated and just they regain consciousness, all standing there together. Yes. So it basically they remember looking up,
1: seeing the spaceship hovering above them, and then snap. Next thing they know, they're standing inside, looking out the back door, out at the trampoline and the spaceship above the trampoline. Yeah, that's freaky. It is just weird. That the aliens weren't, like, if you're going to erase their minds for that quick, maybe maybe more time pass, I don't know. But if you're going to erase minds and ability to remember what happened between getting from there to from place A to place B, why not be gone by the time that they have their memory back, you know? It is a weird thing for them. Right. For the spacecraft to still be there. To keep witnessing the spacecraft. Right. Like they left right. Which, too well, much information behind.
0: I guess this almost goes to like your theory, although it's like a nicer version of an alien abduction of just being relocated. Because yeah. if it was truly an abduction, wouldn't they just keep them for longer until they were done and then zoom off? You would think. But if they were doing something else. They were putting them and inside. And the, people just kept wandering outside. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I think they, they were just trying were to protect them, them mm-hmm. and just assumed that they would stay inside and they just kept going. It's like Sims, yeah, like going back to the Sims. <laughs> just, just like ke- <laughs> kept trying to do the thing, yeah, the action.
1: Yeah. Wow. I'm mm-hmm. realizing that I may have had a theme. I think there was a, a listener story we read a long time ago about aliens abducting her when she was young and then she miraculously was healed of some illness that she had. And so I think I – Oh, yes. I think when I think of alien abduction, I have that in my mind. So I think – because the next story I have is called Helpful Aliens. So (laughs) perhaps I, I have that in my mind. Okay. So this is called Helpful Aliens and was posted by Skittish Gibbon. And it was posted eight years ago. No one will probably read this, and it sounds crazy, but here is my story. I was 12 at the time, and my family has a camp on the Tangapoa River in Louisiana. The only way you can get to it is by boat. So it was just my uncle, my cousin, and myself, and we were heading back to the boat launch on a Sunday night. Now, the boat we were in didn't have any working lights. So to see where we were going, my uncle would occasionally shoot a flare, and we quickly ran out of them. So it's around a two hour boat ride back to the landing. So I ended up in the front of the boat holding a regular flare as we were now on a much narrower stretch of river. When to the left in the swamp, two large glowing balls appeared. Then there was another one out to the right. And I'm just trying to keep this flare from burning on me, and my little cousin is freaking out. After about 10 minutes of these glowing lights navigating through the swamp, they formed a triangle above us on the river. It was hard to gauge how far up they were, but it was very visible. They continued to follow us for the rest of the journey back to the landing, And as soon as we arrived safely to the landing, they disappeared. This all happened around 18 years ago, but it's something I will never forget. And I don't talk about this stuff really and usually just keep it to myself, but I had to share
0: it. You know what I was thinking about during this? I was just thinking like, it's interesting that a commonality, I guess, between humans and Mm -hmm. aliens is that we need lights to see. That they light up their spaceships. Interesting. I guess I was just thinking, like, because we don't know sort of like what types of beings right. they are or their abilities, that it could be that's so fascinating some sort of consciousness where they don't even need to see. I'm thinking almost like echolocation, but just right. But they do have what, lights like, on their ships. What they don't need ships? sight at all, but they put lights on their ships.
1: Yeah, and I also feel like the way that we've heard stories about aliens and the way that they blink the lights and all that stuff, it feels like. Their lights are a way to communicate between other spaceships. Like they, they use mm-hmm. them for communication mm-hmm. as well.
0: Right. And that sometimes the lights, yeah, belong to like a smaller piece of yeah. the otherwise like larger formation. Like it's almost like a magnet. Like they can right. pull back together and create a larger ship. I mean, that's what this kind of did. Unit.
1: It was three separate and then it came together as one triangle and then took off right. at the end. But I think it's incredible yeah. that they, guided this boat back to safety right helpful aliens helpful aliens okay i love it this next story is called entire town alien encounter and it was posted by fuck up Freddy six years ago i'm a very fact-driven person but i have this story i can't explain without it being aggravating to myself and i see others blow it off as bs i lived in rice lake wisconsin for a bit in my youth I was 12 years old, lived with my mother, father, older and younger brother on a large property with a house set back from our road, about five acres of kept lawn and a backyard of two acres. So it's a pretty well open area. We had a radio station across the road, which was a smaller building with a large tower in a field. It's basically farm country. And one neighbor near us on the west side of our house through this solid tree line that was the start of a pine forest on our property. The other two sides of property had abrupt starts to wheat fields. So... One night, my mother, older brother, and I were up watching TV, and all of a sudden, the power went out. We went outside to the front to see if the neighbors were out as well, as he had a huge barn light that we could see through the woods. But it was out too. As we sat there, we all of a sudden hear yelling from the radio station, saying, I can't get the generator to start, Ted. Can you call Chris and get him up here ASAP? Again, farm country, so no real ambient sounds beyond crickets. Then within five minutes, a car drove just past our driveway and just turned off. Like it was driving and then the power went out and it stalled on the side of the road. My brother made the long five acre long down the driveway and my mother and I watched from the porch. He came back and said the cart just lost power for no reason. Just lost power. He couldn't even get it to Oh trend. my
0: God. Just This feels like a scene then, in a movie, doesn't I it? I know.
1: It really does. Just then, a large blue orb, I'd say about a thousand square feet or so, shot across from one corner of our property from behind our house to across the road, no further up than four to six stories above our house. So we're all just standing there going, what the fuck? Then across the road, we hear the guys at the radio station screaming, what the fuck was that? My mom ran in to call the police (laughs) and wake up my dad and little brother as me and my brother sat there on the porch. My mom calls to us saying, sons, come here now. I can't wake up your dad. So we all run into the bedroom, which was closest room to the west side tree line and had this huge glass door wall, which is like eight feet tall. And in the bed was my dad and five-year-old brother. I personally shook them hard, and they would not wake up. They were breathing fine, just solid asleep. At this point, we freaked out and noticed that our phones were dead also. We ran outside again. We started yelling across the yard to the radio station, asking if they had a working phone, and they said no and asked if things were okay with us. Not wanting to yell a story, my brother said, yeah, all is well besides, well, all the weird shit. Just then on the west side above the tree line directly, two orbs pretty far up danced in the sky, zigging and zagging in ways I have never seen anything before. One would go to the left and chase and then to the right and then up and down and do a big circle and then the other would follow. And my brother and I just sat there and watched freaking out what is going on, dude, was said about 40 times in the five minutes that we were watching these orbs. Then the orbs dropped down to a lower altitude and went from the north side of the tree line to the south at half speed, like really low and really slow, then swooped up into the sky in a large progressively faster arch into the sky. And then poof, they were gone. My mother, who was watching from inside her room through those large glass doors mentioned before, was freaking out. Seeing all of this and her husband and kid not waking up was too much for her to handle and she started crying. And then all of a sudden, as the orbs disappear, the power pops back on. We ran inside to see, and my mom was calming down, splashing water on her face. And we go out through the glass door to check the sky and see that the car that was parked out near the end of our driveway was able to start up again and take off. The neighbor's barn light turned back on, and the radio tower lights lit back up. And at that exact moment, my dad woke up and said, why are you all in here? My mom explained it all to him and my younger brother, and they just laughed it off and was like, I was just sleeping. You must have not tried very hard to wake us, but we did. The next day, my mom buys a rifle, a telescope, and a bunch of alien books. LOL. She said she always has the gun just in case, <laughs> but she would never bring it out unless she had to. I think my dad not waking. I feel like that's an appropriate response. Yes, definitely. The alien books, I love. I would do that too. Yeah. Fast forward to a week later, after so many calls to the police, the radio station, and to neighbors, they finally got someone to listen at the police station and take a report. And then they all met in our front yard near the road as I watched from the porch pretty far away, trying to make out what they were saying. This is the best part. Okay. Three days later after that, two men come to the house who claim to work for a surveying company and just so happened to be taking aerial surveys of the area and wanted to see if we kept pictures of our house. And they said that they also visited our neighbors that day and heard the crazy story about aliens. My brother swears, and I mean swears, that these two men had guns on them. Large handguns under the back of their shirts. Again, not super weird in the area to see guns, but if you're going door-to-door with pictures of the house, it's definitely weird enough to mention. He sees these guns, and as he walked into the front door behind them to ask why there's guns in there, they truly abruptly left. As I left, we got the license plate of the van and called the police officer who took our report and called the neighbor to compare stories. A month later, the officer called us back to say that the plates belong to a federal agency.
0: Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I have chills. Yeah. Black eye. This is what freaking are they phenomenal. Um, men, in men in black. Men in black. Men in black.
1: Why did I say it so weird?
0: Men in black. Yeah. That is
1: so amazing. I'm also so curious how far this blackout and power outage extended because clearly they can see the farm light down the, through the woods. They can see the radio station. They see mm-hmm. this car, but did it extend any further? I wonder how many people were impacted by right. it. Right.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, this is making me upset that we weren't recruited to have <laughs> that sort of job
1: are you kidding it's me? not too late that's Karen. my dream job we're young we're not even 30 yet there's still so much
0: time pick me <laughs> pick me Sabrina that would be so fun you and I just get to go around in like a black like unmarked vehicle yes collecting alien stories yes I this would is love our that road trip but alien edition okay
1: well I think our road trip we should still go undercover as men in black but it's about for ghosts and aliens We're we're hunting for it all <laughs> we'll have a bigfoot outfit as well. We'll just our the back of our van will be equipped with lots of different costumes depending on what we're looking for.
0: Yeah. I just want to know like these guys, these these federal agents mm-hmm. when they go door like what are they what information are they looking for? Collected is actually helping them. Like what are they right. What do they get? Like where I mean, I where I are wonder, they getting to?
1: Was there residue left behind? Is there maybe they are going to set up patrols? Maybe they put cameras and stuff in that area because if it happened there once, maybe the aliens will come back to that
0: specific area. Yeah, spyware. Was it like I'm almost thinking like what if these aliens were working with them? <gasps> and they just, like, something went wrong and they basically, like, escaped. And then there was the, the the two lights chasing, like, going around. It was actually a chase. We're watching, like, a police car version of an alien spaceship chase trying to find oh the people that are sh- or the aliens that are trying to take off. It's alien some cowboys. some newfound information that – Yes. Or what if the aliens left something behind for the
1: federal agency, and the federal agency had to go collect it? But the communication's a little off, and so it takes some time to find where they left the item.
0: Mmm, mm, a little hidden treasure. Well, I mean, if they're really looking for something, it sounds like they need to talk to the brother and the dad because those two were knocked out. So that's a weird response, right? Yeah. It makes me think that like maybe they were abducted and then they were put back and then there was like this timer almost. But you then, know, like, like their bodies are still there. Do you think abductions can happen just to your soul? To your consciousness or yeah, yeah. your soul? Maybe. Or even like what if – okay, now I'm thinking <laughs> about interstellar again. Uh-huh. You know when they go and they visit a planet and maybe like a minute on a planet would equal 15 years yeah. somewhere else. What if like a 30-second abduction or like a 60-second abduction – was a sufficient amount of time for the aliens to do whatever they needed to do because time is, like, much longer for them. Or they can control it in a certain way. And it feels like a much longer encounter or abduction for them. these
1: theories – But then they put the – These theories are exactly what the men in black need. They need
0: us in our brains. Come on. (laughs) We get it. We get it.
1: It's <laughs> just an us. easy
0: decision, obviously. I will work for free.
1: <laughs> Wait, I would too. I don't need any money. I don't even need to put it on my resume. I won't even tell anyone. I
0: will no, I will move to space for this job. See, the, here's the thing. I don't understand why we haven't been picked already because having a podcast like this is literally the Perfect best cover, cover. Don't you think? It's the best cover. Right. Because everyone's like, yeah. oh, just those silly girls talking about conspiracies Nobody and things them. again, right? And like, right now we could be, you know, mocking. But what if we actually were? What? If? Not mocking, but like, what if we were like CIA agents or like the aliens' best oh, friends? Ren, who I want to be so? What if ET is real and we bike them off? <gasps> Back to home. No, I wanted that. I want, really want too. this to happen. You're converting me to an alien girl. Wow. Big alien girl over here. Yeah. Okay. I don't know that I actually care about seeing the aliens. I just care about the journey along the way. Like I want the many yeah. black story. You to just be want the suit. Story. you want the black story. My life story. Yeah.
1: I do. Okay. I have one last story. And I kind of cheated because it's not technically aliens. It's technically black-eyed kids. That's okay. But we don't really know what black eyed kids are, so maybe they're aliens and I They just, could be aliens. And it kinda has it's a fine. funny flair to it, so I thought it was a good one to end on. Okay. So this was posted by Hammer Hands. And they said, I believe I've encountered a B.E.K. I've never mentioned this particular detail about the eyes to anyone for fear they would think I was fabricating the story. And this incident took place about 13 years ago. I had just moved into a new city with my wife. We were small town newlyweds from the Midwest. We moved cross country to one of the biggest cities in the Southwest so I could attend graduate school. Being naive and new to the city living, I habitually answered the door without a second thought. But never again after this experience. The first thing that should have tipped me off to the peculiarity of the situation was the fact that someone was knocking at our door at 6 in the morning. The second thing Mm -hmm. that should have dawned on me is that this kid had to reach over a rather tall patio gate to unlatch it and open it and get to our front door. The knock at the door was startling. My wife and I were getting ready for work, which was a pretty normal routine, And the moment I opened the door, I was overtaken with an inexplicable sense of fear. To this day, I can picture him, teenager, average height, average build, knee length black leather coat, short black hair, and sunglasses. The sunglasses at 6 a.m. struck me as odd, and even more odd was that he was eating an apple. He was very polite and asked if he can come in and warm up. I said no, and I closed the door and slid the security chain into place. A moment later, another knock. I opened the now chained door, and before I could speak, he asked again if he could come in and warm up. No, I replied and attempted to close the door. But before the door could shut, he put his hand out, stopping the door on its hinges, and looked me directly into my eyes, still wearing his sunglasses, And said, can I at least get some ketchup for my apple?
0: What? (laughs) No! Oh, God. Uh, I
1: say, like that, uh, albeit a little confused, and uh, yell, get the hell out of here. My wife is calling the police. He takes a moment to let this information sink in, lowers his glasses, revealing eyes as black as obsidian, and says, No, you won't be calling anybody. Ew! Ew! At that moment, I force the door closed, lock it, and call out to my wife, who is scared shitless, hiding in the bedroom. All jacked up on adrenaline, I rip the curtains back to look out the window next to the door, and he's gone. Absolutely no trace of him. I go out on the patio and check the gate, and it's still latched from the inside. I'm thinking to myself, wow, that was so fucked up. But as I turn to enter the house, I
0: notice a half-eaten apple lying on the ground. Oh, my God. Right? Oh, my God. Ew. This, like, normally when I hear stories, I get, like, you know, the chills. But this gives me a shiver down my spine in the wrong way. I know. I know. It's so weird. But the whole... I mean, it's so similar
1: to all of the other black-eyed kid encounters we've had, but yet so different. Like, this kid, one, he's alone. Two, I feel like he becomes so malicious with the starting with his glasses on, asking to come in and Mm -hmm. warm up, and then to Mm -hmm. pull the glasses down to reveal the eyes – I feel like it's such a menacing and maybe a little bit of a divergence from what we've traditionally
0: heard black-eyed kids do. Right, right. Well, normally they don't even have sunglasses. It's just normal eyes right. until you speak to them for enough seconds or minutes, for and their, then you realize the mirage of their eyes to yeah. to lift.
1: And also, Ugh. there's always the something ke- the a little ketchup off. for the, the ketchup, apple.
0: the ketchup on the apple. You're the ketchup to my apple, Sabrina. Oh, thank you. It's just a little weird and quirky and sharpens
1: knives, but we love her. Quirky.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so weird. I know. That's so unsettling. It's so unsettling. I mean, the fact that he disappeared too in the blink of an eye and like left the apple, it's just all really weird behavior. Yes. I mean, the fact that the black eyed kid or alien or whatever the heck these things are had completely blacked out eyes i think it's we don't have to assume that this was just a child that this guy like slammed the door on i do like like this was something
1: the the long black leather coat like i feel like he was going for our men in black look
0: yeah yeah right i feel like he he like it's a black eyed kid that kind of watched men in black and like back to the future or something and and based on that was like yeah this is how i got this yeah, I got down. I don't even need a partner with me. I'm going solo. I, I got, got this. this confidence. I got
1: this, and especially the, the ketchup on the apple is gonna work. People are gonna be like, "Now it's I believe work. you." Forget Humans the telegraph. That's so old school. Ketchup on my apple
0: is the new move. This is reminding me of. Have you seen all of the like memes and videos of Mark Zuckerberg when he? has like a bottle of sweet baby rays in the background no he talks a lot about sweet baby rays but you know how people like joke that he's an alien um i've never heard this if you don't i'll send you some videos okay please they're pretty funny but yeah it was just like it's just like an unnatural fixation on like something like oh humans must like this like sweet baby rays like ketchup i see ketchup a lot people talk about ketchup humans like ketchup they put it on everything ketchup or something they put ketchup on apples.
1: Weird. <laughs> I'm just going to start carrying around a bottle of ketchup in my purse for in case I encounter a black eyed kid. Yeah.
0: I've heard just, you go. like You don't need to ketchup. come in now. I already have
1: it. Yeah. I'll leave it on the porch. I, I hear you like I line my porch with ketchup <laughs> bottles. It's, it's my new wind you go chime. Up to the- it's a bunch of yes. ketchup bottles swaying in the wind. I love it.
0: I'm also thinking like I love ranch style homes, but oh. the benefit of having another story is if you, if you just have like a fishing rod available, you can just use the fishing line to give oh. the people whatever they're asking for without mm-hmm. risk of inviting them in. In the off chance that like maybe it is someone who truly needs a bottle of ketchup. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. All right. Well, our homes are going to be ready for black eyed kids. We're ready. Just like this person's mom, who has her like alien survival the the person before yeah. your second story, the alien survival kit. Yeah, we will have black eyed kid survival kits, we'll alien just, survival kits. Yeah, and then ketchup if you ever need it. <laughs> and then ketchup. And then ketchup. Here we go. Here we I already have my bunker kit ready, yeah. so we're good. Alrighty, listen to stories. <laughs> This is our real life Reddit. Is our inbox? We yes, it's go true. on deep dives on our inbox too. It's true. All right, so I have a story from Candace, which is kind of some like outdoor weirdness, and then I'm going. She sent quite a few stories in one email, so I'm gonna say the the woods one, but then I'm also gonna read one more that will that's nice. Oh, okay. So that's pleasant to lighten and fill and warm yeah, our heart. You like that? Okay. Because I don't want that one to not be said. Okay. Hi, ladies. I've been listening to your podcast for a couple of years. Thank you so much for keeping me company when I'm on the road. I drive a lot for work and you make it fun. If you go all the way back to episode 48, I have a creepy story that validates what someone else had said in that episode and has experienced. When I was a kid, I grew up in the Adirondacks on Phelps Road in Remsen. Not sure if it's the same place the other listener was talking about. Many years ago, when I was very young, my brother and I would spend hours swimming and fishing in the creeks near our home. Life was a little different in the 90s. You didn't have the same level of supervision that kids have today. Mm -hmm. Anyway, my parents did require that we come back inside when it started to get dark. We'd spent the day at a neighbor's farm in their creek and then walked back home as it started to get dark off in the distance up the dead end road. I could see what I thought was a huge person up on the side of the road in a black baggy hooded sweatshirt with black pants. I had no idea who it was or where they'd come from. We knew everyone in the immediate area. These were the years of Britney Spears and flannel (laughs) and a very small farming community. We went inside and I proceeded to go up to the windows upstairs to get a better look at the person as they continued past our house. This thing had no face (gasps) under the hood. It was completely black. It sat down next to the creek in front of our house, facing the house with its legs hanging into our ditch. It stood easily eight feet tall and it had hair on its hands that was a mass of black. It sent chills down my spine. It appeared to be wearing black pants and a black sweatshirt. So I called my mom to come see what was sitting in our yard, but she couldn't see it at all. Oh my gosh. I yelled at her and said something to the effect of the man, the man that's sitting next to our ditch. And she told me that there was nothing there. No. The next day I went outside to where that thing had sat down and plain as day you could see in the sand where someone incredibly large had been sitting on the edge of the ditch. Oh my gosh. There appeared to be what looked like hair imprints on the edges where its legs had been. As a kid, I remember feeling like this was a serious threat to me and anyone who went outside. We lived there for nearly 10 more years, and I never saw it again. And I also never got the bone-chilling feeling that I had when I first saw it when it was walking down the road or sitting next to our ditch. Okay. Here's the one other story. So when uh, I was about four years old, my father – I just can't process it yet. Okay. No, no, no. no. Keep going. (laughs) Okay. Okay. When I was about four years old, my father retired from the military, and he was unsure what his next career would be. My mom went back to working full-time in the interim, which left my father responsible for my three-year-old brother and I. My mother, unlike my father, had a routine, a routine that we as very young children liked and were accustomed to. At 12 noon, he decided to switch lunchtime with nap time, so hungry (laughs) children don't sleep. They come up with bad ideas. (laughs) My little brother was hungry, and I, as his big sister and the most responsible person at home, felt that we needed to get him lunch. (laughs) I couldn't cook, so I left and walked nearly two miles to the grocery store in town. Oh, my gosh. And as I began my journey passing neighbors' homes, I gathered quartz stone along the way as my form of currency.
1: Oh, that's so sweet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) An older woman appeared as I was gathering these little stones and asked what I was doing, and where I was headed. And she told me that her name was Grace and that she would like to walk with me for the journey if I would allow it. I said yes. She seemed nice. <laughs> and when I got to the grocery store, Grace waited outside. I went in. I grabbed a couple display boxes of candy bars. I gave the lady at the counter the quartz <laughs> And I said, trade? And she <laughs> said, thanks, giggled, and let me walk outside. Oh my gosh. She presumed my mom was outside, but she didn't see Grace or look outside. My father, hopefully by this point, had realized that I was not in the house, at the neighbor's house, or anywhere nearby. So he called my mother and asked if she would come home and picked me up. My mama bear hung up the phone, called the police, and went home. I walked back home with Grace eating candy on my way, saving some for my brother's lunch, of course. <laughs> and as we neared the sight line of my home, Grace said it was time for her to go home, that it was lovely to have met me and to take good care of myself and my family and to tell my mother that she loved her. When <gasps> oh I got gosh, back into the yard, it. my parents were standing – Talking to a police officer, my mother was visibly livid. She hugged me. She asked where I'd gone and what I did. And I explained to her what I had done and then explained that I hadn't gone alone. That Grace had been with me. And my my mother asked me to describe this woman. Oh, my gosh. And I described my grandmother, Grace. She got a photo out of the old album, and I identified the woman as Grace. My mother walked away crying as soon as I had identified her. Years later, she explained to me that Grace was my grandmother who died nearly 15 years <laughs> before I was born. This is so pure. I know. Oh, my gosh. And this is from Candace.
1: Okay. Yeah. I have so many thoughts about that last story because not only is it so beautiful, but the fact that all these people were just cool with trading courts. And
0: I just – it restored faith in humanity for me. It's so I know sweet, right? Like I wonder what that woman thought. It was just like, yeah, I'll let it slide. Or if she thought like maybe the parent was outside and would come in and be like, sorry about that, and pay. <laughs> she just walked off. I, uh, but it's also love that. a different time. It's the '90s. It's a small town trading. Everyone knows everyone. Candy
1: for quartz. I, oh, freaking I, that's love a freaking that. a good trade. Yeah, I want to do that.
0: Yeah, I know. And then her grandma was there to protect her. So sweet. So
1: freaking sweet. That also makes me think that if anything were to happen with that weird, scary, hairy, faceless creature, spirit, entity, whatever it was on the edge of their property, that Grace would have stepped in.
0: Yes. Yeah. I think so too. Cause obviously Grace is a protector. Here's a theory I have. Okay. Because okay. what I didn't read was so. Candice has many more experiences, but at the very, very end of the email, she writes, P.S. Bigfoot is also rumored to live here. There are many accounts, but I never saw any signs. News channels have been called to film it when it walks through driveways, hangs out for a while, and then disappears into the forest without a trace. So here's my theory. Okay. I think there was a Bigfoot – in the area that was uh-huh. like, you know what? I am so sick of everyone staring at me, of everyone ogling at me. I don't want the news called. Like, I'm just trying to live my life. Like, TMZ does not need to be here. And so I think it put on human clothes and was like, no one will know. But the face, the no face. But I'm thinking, like, what if it was just like really dark hair all around the face, oh, and so from that distance, it looks the hood like there's up, no face. You couldn't, you couldn't tell. Mm. It was just a bigfoot wearing clothes. Or it's bigfoot trying to be men in black like us, right? Or like a 16-year-old teen boy and just like s- sweats in a hoodie just like Little angsty. hanging on the side of the creek. Yeah, swinging <laughs> oh, yeah, his feet. It was an angsty teen Bigfoot. <laughs> it's your future oh, son. Teen Bigfoot. Corinne, it's your future son. It is my future son. But also if we ever – I know neither of us are musical, but if we ever start a band, can we <laughs> call it Teen Bigfoot? Yeah.
1: I think that's a good band name. Yeah, okay. We can also create a musical on Broadway and call it Teen Bo- Teen Bigfoot? Teen Bigfoot,
0: yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that one better. We're, do- we're doing this. Okay. I love it. <laughs> How many ideas do you think we've said we're doing? On Um, this podcast. A million. Yeah.
1: A million. Beep, beep, boop. We have some exciting new things to tell you about, specifically our brand new Patreon revamp, which
0: we're so stoked about and have been working really hard on. It's going to be awesome. You're finally going to get a Two Girls, One Ghost theme song ringtone. Yes. We're going to have special exclusive episodes posted. There's exclusive merch. And we're going live monthly. on patreon specifically for our only phantoms
1: the only phantoms
0: have just voted for the date they have our first live
1: in may may 15th at 5 p.m pacific 8 p.m eastern corinne and i are going to do a live stream and we are going to we're so nervous we're going to re-listen to episode (laughs) one the first episode we ever recorded of two girls one ghost We'll and see how far react. we get. Yeah, we'll see. We might need to listen to it on like <laughs> cringe, fast speed cringe. times two to get through it. And we're going to play some type of game together with it. Like, how many times do you hear us say like or laugh at ourselves because we're uncomfortable? And it's going to be, I'm hesitant to say a great time, but it will be, it will be something.
0: And enjoy laughing at ourselves yes. and pat ourselves on the back for the growth that we we've have experienced grown, we've since then. We've come so
1: far. and It's
0: almost been five years
1: since that. That's so. scary. That's scarier I than any ghost we, story, truly. We grew. But yeah, so come join us. Join our Patreon. Uh, check out the new tiers on our Patreon. And we'll see you at the live stream. Woo! Boop, 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 beep. beep. Okay. Karen, the story is for you. You may not have done okay. a Bigfoot Reddit, but I did pick a listener story about Bigfoot. Oh my god!
0: And it is from—I mean, I still managed to to say Bigfoot a hundred times, a thousand yeah. times through this. Yeah. And now you're doing a whole email. Okay, this is even better because it's Bigfoot and
1: aliens. So the subject line—it's okay. from our listener Cameron, and the subject line is encounters. My dad saw Bigfoot, and my grandpa got abducted by aliens.
0: This is a perfect combo. Oh, I know. Okay, I love it.
1: The first story I want to share is my dad's encounter with Bigfoot. My grandpa was in the Air Force for a long time, and so my dad's family was stationed in Wyoming in the early 80s. My dad was about 12 or 13 during that time, and my grandparents would take him and my two uncles skiing in Hidden Valley, Wyoming from time to time. One of the times that they went skiing there, my dad was feeling pretty cocky about his skiing abilities and tried out a black diamond run Uh, just so you know he was not very good at skiing to get to the run he had to cut across to the other side of the mountain using a trail through the trees as he was heading to the other side of the mountain through the trees he noticed footprints going up the mountain he continued on this trail and ended up falling down as he was on the ground he looked up the mountain and about a hundred meters up from my dad was a large brown bulk walking up towards another tree line. It stopped and turned to look at my dad. Then it turned back around and continued walking up the mountain towards the trees. My dad sat there for a moment with his heart racing, eventually got up and skied the rest of the way down to the lift. Once he got down the slope, he took off his skis and didn't go back up the mountain for the rest of the day. My dad truly (laughs) believes he saw Bigfoot that day and has told this same story since I was a little kid without any changes. Another interesting story I have comes from my now past grandfather. My grandfather was very insistent that he was at some point in his life abducted by aliens. Before his passing in January of 2021, I had asked him to retell the story of how he was abducted. And instead of telling me the usual story of how he was beamed up, he went to tell me, that he had been to another planet. At first I was like, oh my God, grandpa has finally lost his mind, but oh no, stick with me here because it ends up making sense. So my grandpa went on to tell me that when he was a young soldier in the air force, he was stationed at Cannon air base in New Mexico, which is alien red flag number one and signed up for some type of experiment that he could be paid extra for. He elaborated that these experiments were to see if they were able to do some type of teleportation of the mind to see places that they were not physically in. He claimed his experiment was successful and that he saw planets that were not Earth and experienced being on the other world, which is, this is exactly like we, what we were saying. Can aliens just abduct the consciousness?
0: Right. Obviously. Wait, wait, wait. Can you repeat again? Yes. Wait, where was he? Why was he doing? Okay. So this? he was in the, the beginning Air part. Force.
1: And the Air Force, they asked him to be part of a paid experiment that would help to see if they were able to teleport the mind to places that they weren't physically in.
0: I have to ask my grandpa if this happened to him too.
1: So, okay. Obviously, when he told me the story, me and my grandma shared a what the fuck look because he had never talked about this before. And it was an oddly detailed story for how long ago it would have been. While this may seem like my grandpa just made up this story in an altered state of old age, The CIA has now declassified documents that have information about how they were testing on psychic vision. An esp funded by the pentagon these experiments were between 1972 and 1996 and were aimed at seeing if people were able to see locations that they had never seen before using only their mind so my conspiracy theory is that my grandpa was a part of these experiments and has memories of being shown an unfamiliar terrain that he assumed was a different world because he had never been there before Weirdly enough, many soldiers who reported being tested on while in the military have died of cancer. And what would you know? My grandpa passed after having complications from a cancerous brain tumor. I have one more story I want to share regarding my uncle's ghost encounter when he was living in England as a teenager. This particular uncle is married to my mom's sister, my aunt, and has... Two younger sisters, my uncle's family, my mom's family, and my dad's family all lived in England at the same time because they all had fathers who were in the air force. Side note, my aunt and uncle met in high school in England and so did my mom and dad. So they're all high school sweethearts, which I think is really sweet. Anyway, my uncle lived in a small English house where his room was connected to his younger sisters in a way that he had to go through her room to get to his one day. He was attempting to leave his room and walk through his sisters to get to the hallway when he couldn't open his door. It was as if there were something holding the door that wouldn't let him through. Finally, the resistance led up and he pushed through the door as a pile of books on the other side fell to the ground. Assuming that the books were the reason he couldn't open his door, he got mad at his sister for blocking it. His sister insisted she did not put the books there and he didn't feel like arguing, so he headed through the room towards the door. With his back turned to her, he hears her yell, Ow, Scott, why did you just throw that book at me? I told you I don't remember putting them there. My uncle was confused because he had not thrown a book at her and was almost out of the room when she started yelling so it wouldn't have even made sense that he threw it. He realized that something weird was going on and being the nice older brother that he was, he lied and just took the blame. He only revealed to his sister the reality of the book situation when they were much older and no longer living in that house. They still don't know who put the books in front of the door and who threw the book. But thanks for reading my stories, and I hope to gather some more family encounters and send them in another email. Stay spooky. See you on the other side, Cameron. I
0: mean, who could have guessed that a ghost throwing a book at you is one of the least scary stories <laughs> of in that email? The paranormal encounters you would have. I know the whole family has something. Everything. There's Bigfoot. There's aliens. Aliens. There's
1: Teleportation. teleportation. Yeah, I'm, I know. There's something for everyone in that one. I need to read these documents. I know. I want to find, I'll I'll follow up and I'll ask if she knows where to find them and maybe she can email them to us. And then also they should just be
0: published. Yeah. We'd have to just look up if they're released.
1: I know, but yeah, but I feel like she knows the search terms to find. So,
0: oh yeah, true.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The specific ones. I'm one, I love that Bigfoot just so nonchalantly was like, huh, you fell carry
0: on. And also, this is like right by a ski lift yeah. and ski trail. Like this is a traveled, yeah, path. Well, technically, so it's Bigfoot's in mountain the middle of the
1: woods. We True. came in there and made it a ski resort, so Bigfoot has all the rights there. I love that, Corinne. I know where you're heading because we I know the mountain. If anyone else? Are you gonna go go to find Bigfoot? Wait, what is it called again? Um, let me look. And we need to figure out where this is. Well, I think she said the specific place. Okay. Um. Oh, Hidden Valley, Wyoming.
0: Okay. That's okay. my next, there you go. next winter I'm going. Yeah. Go find your lover. I don't think – I don't know what I would do, though, if I had that same encounter. Like, I would like to think that I would ski down the trail to safety as well, not knowing, you know, what this creature right. would do. But I feel like there's also, like – I would just, like, be ogling at it. Yes. You know?
1: Definitely. I think you would spend some time
0: staring at it. You'd be watching him walk away. It's like with UFOs and aliens. Like you're not – you don't turn and run. Almost every single person just stops and stares at the thing.
1: Because it's so – it's because it takes a minute for your brain to catch up to what you're seeing. Because it is unexpected. Yes. (sighs) Well, I love Reddit. I love ghost stories. I love alien stories. Yeah. I love everything about everything. No, I don't. That's not true. But I do love everything about this episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love everything about everything. And then like two episodes ago, you were like – it's just such a bummer that humans exist. <laughs> <laughs> the juxtaposition of that. I stand by that statement. It,
1: I still believe that to be true. I, you know, it depends on the day. Sometimes I'm like, I love
0: everything, and then other days I'm like, I fucking hate everything. I'm gonna sharpen my knives in the window. Well, right now you're in a you're in a good mood, good, happy, silly, goofy yeah. mood because aliens. Yes, aliens and make me happy.
1: Yes. So yeah. if you guys have stories, email them to us. Aliens, Bigfoot. If you've posted on Reddit, share it with us. We want to know everything.
0: We want to know. We should, on our Facebook group too, make a little post and oh, have yeah. people share like the craziest <gasps> Reddit that's stories a or like a like a chain of like their favorite.
1: Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do that. Threads. Yes. Yeah. Get lost. Yes. Get lost in Reddit. In the Reddit threads. And then get lost in the and also- TGOG triangle. Join us. Exactly. Email us, podcast at gmail.com. Get Lost in Our Triangle, a.k.a. Join Our Pyramid Scheme. Tell everyone about the podcast. Tell at least two people. If you tell more, then I don't know. There's no real reward, but we're proud of you. We love you. A, you know, a little ghost hug through the microphone here. And ghost hug. we will be on YouTube. This, this episode will be on our YouTube. Yes. We're going to post kind of a couple episodes June 1st or whatever that first Sunday is. We should post it in tan- tandem with our episodes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So, keep an eye out. We'll be posting them with every regular episode that comes out, but we'll be front-loading with a few because, obviously, we haven't started our YouTube yet Yeah, as this episode comes out. Yes. But we are recording it, so you'll be able to re-listen slash watch Mm -hmm. in a few weeks. My dream? We also have Patreon. Oh, well, go ahead. My dream
1: is that because now that we're recording this, I don't want you die because that's traumatizing, but that we catch (sighs) being abducted on video.
0: No! (laughs) <laughs> i thought you were just gonna say like some sort of paranormal activity behind us or oh something. that too abducted i i just want any and all i
1: we've maybe already, we've already made it on the internet for catching ghost penis in new Orleans. Yeah. i want to now make it on the internet for girl gets abducted in the middle of recording her podcast
0: we have to level up this is the next the next level up and square up. on our game of life yeah love it yeah and okay. we love you. Well, let's push that upon you, not, not me. I'm no, but you sure can watch it. You can, to stay you can
1: be, right you here. can bear witness.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: We have social media. We have TikTok. We have Patreon. There's a lot of new exciting things
0: happening. Exclusive episodes on Patreon. Yes. And we're going live every month for yes. a particular tier for our only fans. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like the way you said that
0: only Tom. Phantoms. Phantoms. You know, yeah, you know, just post on the Feesh. regular stuff there. Feet pics, ghost pics, things. Yeah. So. Ghost weens, whatever. And thank you so
1: much to Aiden Manning and Fire Digital for editing our podcast. We're very grateful for you. And we're also grateful for all of you listening. Uh, keep coming back and get lost in the triangle.
0: And we will. See you on the other, other side. Very spooky.